Super Talk Mississippi media production. Find your new ride at Kia McCombs all-new location at the corner of I-55 and Highway 98. Come find out why McComb loves Kia McComb at the corner of I-55 and Highway 98. Right on the corner, right on the price. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi. Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi. Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You're tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. Now, don't forget, you can listen to good things when you're streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Super Talk Mississippi app. And, of course, you can always find us, too, on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. And you can watch good things. We are on your computer, your mobile device. Just head on over to Super Talk TV. Now, today we get to celebrate that the 2023 Keith Killebrew Memorial Rodeo was awarded Best in Indoor Rodeo and Best New Rodeo of the Year by the IPRA. Joining us to celebrate is founder Alyssa Kilbrew and Miss Christie, who's the new executive director of the Kilbrew Ag Foundation. So welcome, ladies. Thank, Thank you. you. And congratulations, Alyssa. We are Mississippi proud. Absolutely. And, and really, this award goes to all those who supported us, all of our sponsors, our friends, and our family. We couldn't have done this without them. So when was the inaugural rodeo? Because you were here right before it. But remind us when that was in 2023. It was in July, and it was at the Mississippi Coliseum. And it was a little bit different rodeo. We got the Great Dixie National that's coming up in just a couple of weeks. But you guys do things just a little bit different, familiar, but a little bit different in terms of your rodeo. So how is the Kilbrew Rodeo, Memorial Rodeo, a little bit different? So, you know, someone asked me, why do you think you won? And I think that we won because we didn't have a script. We didn't really know how things were done before. So we were able to think outside the box and be creative. My husband and I love to go to rodeos. And our favorite rodeo is the Angola Rodeo in Louisiana. And while we were there, I just felt like it was like Wild West, and it was action-packed, and it, I was on the edge of my seats at, at all times. And so I wanted to bring that to Mississippi, that same feel with some different things that I've seen over the years that I liked, that I thought other people would like. And one of those things is the bull poker. So uh, this year we will have bull poker again. It's where individuals, whoever wants to from the audience, gets to come and sit down at a poker table and play poker while a bull is let out and run straight for you. And whoever's left sitting is the winner of the $500 what prize. What kind of insurance policy do you have to take out, <laughs> Alyssa, to host this kind of shenanigans with normal people? 
It is you are on the edge of your seats the whole time, and it is really one of the most fun things I've, I've ever seen. And last year, one of my dear friends, Nicole uh, Gerard Black, she won, and she said a lady won. Yes, I need to. I yes. need to talk to this cowgirl. And then we had a man who's seventy three who won. He felt and like his he was he just did. there. <laughs> he did. Yeah. He did. Well, so. I can imagine the thrill. So, how do you choose? I know this is coming up dry, but just interested. How do you choose those that get to sit at the poker is it a at the poker table is it a draw once you come to the rodeo do you have to apply to make sure you're mentally sound like yes yes <laughs> you you do have to apply and you have to sign waivers really yeah. signing your life away saying you understand what you're doing is life but threatening do you, do you understand what you're doing <laughs> <laughs> but i totally understand that this is unique and this is something that's going to set uh the killabrew memorial rodeo apart and people are going to continue to look i feel like that's going to be you know like riding with the bulls or running with the bulls excuse mm-hmm. me is kind of like a destination and i know that's a, a much larger sort of cultural international thing but it feels like this may be the only place in mississippi you can do bull, bull poker. poker yes um we don't we don't know that it's ever it's never been done to our knowledge in the coliseum and it it I'm not sure that they'll allow it at other events. But is it yeah. just one round of it, or is there multiple rounds? There's one round on Friday night and another round on Saturday night. So we are all excited for that in 2024. Yes, and we have so many other fun events. So we have a guy named Manu who's coming from France, and he's going to do bull jumping. We have a bull fighter, and we've also got a evil Knievel act where a guy is going to jump farm equipment in the Coliseum. Do you just lay at night and think these things up, Alyssa? <laughs> I'm a little bit of an adrenaline junkie, always have been. But you're so soft-spoken. You would never know it. <laughs> I like to skydive. I like to rock climb. Any Anything. And I don't have to do it more than once. But I love to do things that are action-packed. I, I really do. I don't want to overlook the memorial part in this rodeo. So yes. you mentioned that you began the love of rodeo, the Angola rodeo, with your husband, now your late husband. So this all started as a way to honor him, but then also tie into the foundation that that Christy helps run. Love really is stronger than death, and I love him today just as much as I loved him yesterday, just as much as I loved him 20 years ago. He is the love of my life and still my soulmate, and you know, the things that we had planned together as a couple, I get the opportunity to accomplish those and to continue to work towards them, and this foundation is is just one of them. Um, Christy and I have worked in uh, MDOC together for many, many years and she's retired and so she came alongside me and said I want to get behind this and I want to help run this and so Christy accepted this position and we've just had such a good time we've had several board meetings and she's actually here to talk to you a little bit about her role and our Killebrew Ag Foundation which is all about the next generation of farmers Christy did she make you play bull poker before you could take the position (laughs) she did not thankfully (laughs) I don't, I don't know. Many would be lining up for that position, but when's the first time? Obviously, you heard, uh, or you probably or did you know Keith? I d- I had met him a couple times with Alyssa. And when did she come to you, or you first hear about the Killebrew Ag Foundation? 
I think it was probably March of last year. Alyssa reached out to me and told me about the rodeo and just asked if I was willing to help. And I said, without hesitation, you know, yes, I'm all in. What can we do? That sounds great. Little did I know how large this was going to become, but it has really been terrific. And the mission and the purpose for the foundation is just something that I think all of us as Mississippians can get behind. What is the mission of the foundation? We are here to nurture and promote the next generation of farmers. In our state, farmers are averaging about 62 to 67 years of age. And unless you have um, come from a farm family or you marry into that or have an opportunity for a significant amount of wealth in order to purchase your own equipment, it's very difficult to get into farming. And so people are aging out of that profession, and it is our goal to bring in some new individuals who want to farm here in Mississippi. Alyssa, when did you start to realize that there was a gap in the, or I guess, I mean, it's a big gap between those who are fisting to retire versus those who are who are taking over the farms? I realized that when I was a young, um, new wife, honestly. I would go to events with Keith, and everyone there would be much older than us, which I don't have a problem with. I grew up at the knees of my grandmother, but I realized that we need to fill the gap. And uh, Keith and I were on a mission to go to Paraguay to learn how to do that. And I realized that I can't go to Paraguay now with my children. So we're just going to start here in Mississippi and do exactly what we were going to go over there and do. And so what does that kind of look like? I know we hear, you know, sort of, but it's more than just encouraging. You guys are going to like help give the tools sort of set the stage like really almost like an apprenticeship that's correct more yeah. of a overwork yeah so this is more than just education. This is a land-based learning experience. So I'm a doctor. I'm a clinical psychologist. And I had to go and do an internship where I had to go you know, to another state and work in a hospital for two years. This is sort of like that. This is that residency for a farmer where they get to go and learn on the farm under the apprenticeship of a farmer who's done it for many, many years. And so we are actually looking for our first farmer so that we can get started this year. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask, Christy. Is there like one farm place that you, it's going to come and be the school, or is it more of like building those partnerships with our farm families across the state and the different farming industries that may act as mentors or residents, uh, you know, um, mentees, should I say, for, for these individuals? Well, actually, it's multifaceted. The um, immediate goal is to start with two apprenticeships this spring. We have two farmers who have agreed to take on young young people, or it could be middle-aged individuals if they are interested in learning to farm. Um, our ultimate goal is to set up a farm academy in Holmes County, and um, a group of six of the board members went to tour this same type facility in Arkansas. And we got a lot of great ideas and came home and are now putting those into place for the apprenticeship program. And the third facet is a scholarship program, which we just launched yesterday on our website. So org. if we have interested individuals who would like to apply for those scholarships. And we're going to tell them how to do that and more coming up next. All right.
making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. Good things. Don't forget, we are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. If you've got that Supertalk Mississippi app, you can always stream us from there. You can always find us too on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station or switch over to Supertalk TV and watch us on your computer or your mobile device. We are continuing our conversation with founder of the Keith the Killebrew Memorial Rodeo, Miss Alyssa Killebrew, which I think the name may have changed. And we've got the new executive director for the Killebrew Ag Foundation, Miss Christie, with us, sharing all the good things to come in 2024. And so let's start with the name change. So that way we don't say it wrong anymore. Absolutely. But, but, so, so what's the new name for the rodeo? So the name of the rodeo is the Killebrew International Pro Rodeo. Oh. And we decided to change it because, you know, the the first rodeo was about honoring Keith and mm-hmm. it was about the past. And this rodeo and going forward is all about the future. Which is that you said, say it again. It's the Killebrew International Pro Rodeo. So, because that means that there's, even though there's a lot of the wild entertainment, like the bull poker, which, um, if you didn't hear about that, it's nuts, but you also have the competition part of it, and you are part of, I guess, um, a bigger system where athletes come. A sanctioned come, event. A uh, sanctioned yes. event where athletes can come and sort of test their skills, and you're the roping, the riding, and things of that nature. Correct. Let's go back quick to the awards that you guys were awarded, the 2023 Best Indoor Rodeo and Best New Rodeo by IPRA. What is that um, who is IPRA so IPRA is the International Pro Rodeo Association and they're all over America but they're also all over Canada and all the other countries and so riders will come in from all over the world for this event which is exciting. Okay, and this event is gearing straight towards the foundation. So it all plays in together. So all the proceeds from the rodeo, you go and have a good time. You're helping to support the future of the Killaroo Ag Foundation. Yes, we are actually now a 501c3. So all of our sponsorships and all everything that we get goes through our foundation now. So, Christy, you were sharing before the break here on Good Things about applications. You guys are excited that you're going to have your first two farm apprentices. You may have another word for it. I like the word apprentice, though. Um, coming up in this spring. So if somebody listening was interested, how does that sort of application uh, look like or what does it look like or how do they get to it? Okay. The application for the sponsorships, I'm, I'm sorry, for scholarships is on our website now. So that would be a high school or college student who's interested in learning how to farm. And um, that's a monetary scholarship for them to receive certification, training, course hours, whatever it looks like for them. And that's available, on, again, on our website at Killebrew. Uh, foundation.org. The apprenticeship program, we have not rolled it out completely. We have two farmers who are willing to take a person this spring, and we will then, after we get the apprenticeship program started and kind of see how it's working and what it looks like, we'll then put that information on our website as well. So the scholarships, they go to like, would help with like a traditional university if you went to like Mississippi State or somewhere else that had like an Ag track. Okay. Correct. All right. Yes. Traditional and non-traditional. Traditional. Yeah. So whatever sort of your area. Two-year college. 
Uh-huh. And we're taking high school students and college students who are already in college. We want to support them as well. This is really good. This is good stuff because it's important, as you mentioned, Alyssa, that we do sort of encourage and raise up that next generation of farmers. So, Christy, farmers is a big umbrella term. I mean, you can go anything from a crawfish farmer to a rice farmer to a broccoli farmer, you know, everything in between. Is there a certain area of farming you guys are sort of narrowing in on or is it more of like what the person's interested you guys will try to connect them with well initially we talked about you know specifically row crops and that's what our focus will be on initially because that's what the farmers farm that are going to uh, support these two apprentices but moving forward we want to look at whatever type of agriculture that individual is involved in and then form partnerships with farmers across the state to do anything from rice farming to catfish to just whatever their particular niche might be. Farmers and ranchers. So we're, yes. we're also open to ranchers, those who are cattlemen. Mm-hmm. Cattlemen and cattle goats, women and all the things sort of <laughs> that's right <laughs> sort of in between you know when you start thinking about it it's so quickly to throw around the term farmer but really I mean it's just such a large umbrella and I'm excited to see there's sort of this groundswell of encouraging kids uh, or students should I call them to sort of go in that because I think like so many other trades they've kind of been um, discour- it's been discouraged over the years but we need to well if they're all aging out somebody's going to have to somebody's going have to do it but to Alyssa talk to how it's not just putting the seeds in the ground and watching it grow there's so much technology now that's involved Absolutely. there's so much um, advancement in it it's not your grandpa's farming anymore right. we're, not we're that there's anything have, wrong with grandpa's farming but. yeah we're going to teach them through the eyes of an entomologist we're going to have businessmen we're going to have the actual farmers teaching these courses you know we we want these young men and women to be able to go and have their own farm one day that's that that's the real goal here it's very difficult to get into farming and so we want to give them an opportunity to do what they've always wanted to do and that's farming so we've got a lot of farmers who listen to good things i don't know if it's the time of year that they're listening from their combine but we do get that and from their from their tractors and such so christy are you looking or still looking for people to partner with or ways for folks to help if they're interested and in better understanding Killebrew Ag Foundation and how they can fit into it. We're interested in bringing awareness to people across our state regarding the foundation and the work that we do and the way to support the foundation is through the rodeo. That's our one large fundraiser each year so we are encouraging attendance at the, fa- at the um, rodeo in June. And you were talking, too, about potential sponsorships. What would that look like for those that might be interested? Well, we have um, a group of sponsorship packets that go from, you know, large amounts of money to some that are not so large. And so individuals, businesses, people, um, farmers, just anyone that wants to help support us, uh, we have that information available through our website. And there's an email address on there to get more information regarding the sponsorships. Again, going back to the website. Are you overwhelmed, Alyssa, about how successful your first year of the rodeo was? I am not overwhelmed. I'm just so proud. I'm, I went in at, at the, the, um, I, I went to the event and I couldn't believe it. It was 700 cowboys sitting around the room and, you know, many had been there for 
30, 40 years. And so I walk in with my boots, you know, that, that I had just bought and I had no idea what to expect. But we won the international rodeo of the year. We were the first two people to go up and, and I met a lady who had been doing this for 39 years and she said that she had gotten top five about 10 times but never gotten first. So I just feel so proud. We were voted by the contestants. So that makes me even prouder that they love the rodeo and they got behind the rodeo. And with them, that means they'll come back. That's right. And if they come back, the rodeo can sort of continue but we've also got to sort of support it as well we're a little ways no we're really not that far away from from june 2024 we're in 2024 aren't we Alyssa? we are oh lord it's already (laughs) or it's already going by so fast okay it is moving up uh, a month this year it was in july last year so it'll be in june this year do we have the dates that we can go ahead and put our calendar june 6th 7th and 8th June 6th, 7th, and 8th for the now. It is the Killebrew International Pro Rodeo, and I know we're going to be hearing a lot about that as it continues, as well as the good stuff coming from the Killebrew Ag Foundation. Ladies, this is just so cool. Miss Christy, are you, would you rather do the uh, bull poker now <laughs> then because you have taken a bull definitely by the horns with this uh, ag foundation well i will just keep with the bull and by the horns <laughs> and not try the, the poker i'm not a good very good card player so <laughs> well if somebody is crazy enough to want to apply for that Alyssa, how soon in advance do they put in their application they for could the bull go poker? ahead they could go ahead and email us now we'd love to take their application what's on that application I want to be a a bull poker player, and then we'll sit down and talk with them and show them our our Those that didn't survive. That's right. (laughs) Those that could survive. If you're just tuning in, it's what it sounds like. There's a poker table, there's you, and there's a bull. And the last one sitting is... The, the winner. It's the winner. So God bless those that get up and just run like the Dickens to the, is it like to the railings? <laughs> to or the rails. To the rails yes. or, or, or whatever it may or be. Or to the clown. Because the the clown usually can save them. That would be that would absolutely be me. I would run towards somebody and put them in front of me and the bull and all the things. I think I would have a legit panic cat and never make it past the the gate there to get to the actual actual table. So I can see where it's definitely something we're going to look forward to. You're welcome back closer to time to remind us of the good event coming. Christy, always open the door too and to let us know about the foundation. You ladies are doing great work, so I appreciate your time. Thank, Thank you. you. All right, you guys stick with us. We got more for you coming up next. Good time never seems so good. Rebecca Turner. She looks healthy and sane. Good things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me.
That's a Good Thing, streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. You can always watch us, too, on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to Supertalk TV. Don't forget, too, that we're still at a critical low for the state's blood supply. There is less than one day's supply left on our shelves, so the Mississippi Blood Services is in desperate need for the following types. So listen up. O negative and O positive, B negative and B positive, A negative, and if you are A positive or A B positive, they would like your platelets as well. So call Mississippi Blood Services at 601-368-2673 or go to msblood.com to find a blood drive near you. And in Giving platelets is the fun part. How? Well, you think of giving blood, it's a quick in and out. You can get it done in less than an hour. Platelets takes a little bit longer, but they tend to pamper you even more. Like they'll put you in the recliner with a screen in front of you and just, hey, pick a movie. And you sit there and watch a movie while you're doing platelets. And then you can watch a movie feeling like less guilt because you're giving back and you're doing something good. So it's like I'm not really just watching a movie. I'm saving lives. I just get the bonus of being relaxed and in a chair. So if you were just going to go veg out on the couch and watch a movie, you could be saving a life while watching the same movie. Yes, you could be. And, yeah, that would be a good thing. Or is it a bad idea? No, that's because it's opposite day. It feels so wrong. So it is opposite day, national opposite day, which is a fun day to sort of say exactly the opposite of what you really mean. So Rhino was it challenged me to open with, you know, welcome back to bad ideas. And it just feels so wrong. (laughs) It just feels so wrong to do. But that's kind of like the deal with opposite day is that we are so like ingrained in saying or that sayings have meaning, right? Like words have meaning. And when you say them, the person on the other side, you know, understands because of said embedded associations or meanings with them. And so when you flip and do the opposite, even if it's, you know, just for fun, it just feels weird. It's like wearing the shoe on the wrong foot. I mean, it works, but it doesn't. It's just awkward and uncomfortable. So it would be totally uncomfortable to be like, welcome back to bad ideas. Although (laughs) every now and then we do go into vent sessions over silly, you know, trivial things and it can feel good to vent a little bit. But, um, but yeah, I mean, how else would you celebrate this particular day, Rhino? I mean, opposite day is a lot of fun when you're a kid Mm -hmm. because usually you're the one that knows about it and your parents or your teachers don't. So you catch them with something, and it's like, hey, can we get ice cream for supper? And they go, no. It's like, it's opposite day, so we're getting ice cream for supper. So, okay, when you put it like that, that could be a lot of fun, right? Oh, yeah. Like you could have the dessert before, you know, dinner, or you could just, you know, do something opposite from what you would normally do. You can kiss them good morning when you put them to bed. But still, like your brain has to think about it. Yeah, it takes a little bit of, not rewiring, but yeah, you just have to stop and reverse it and then move forward. But there's a lot of places it could get you in trouble, like in, especially in places you should say, have gratitude and say thank you. If you'd say you're welcome, whenever you should have been offering a, a thank you, you're going to get looked at sort of sideways. Especially in the South, because that, that can come across a bit um, combative. Right. <laughs> and other sort of places that to be like opposite. So like if you walked into um, a meeting, if you got a meeting this afternoon after good things, instead of saying hello, if you just wave at everybody and say goodbye. <laughs> 
They would look at you like you have lost your ever-loving mind and sort of just sit down. But it's nuts if you sit here and think about it. Like you have to think about it to to well, do yeah, it because you can't just jump in. Like there are certain things that if you try to apply the opposite day logic, it just doesn't work. Like you can't dunk milk into an Oreo. Right. Even though that's the opposite, it's just it's not possible. No, it's not possible. And our brains just don't necessarily think that way. Like you can't wear a shirt for pants and pants for a shirt. You say that, but what were those weird pants Justin Bieber wore forever that looked like he was wearing a hoodie on his bottom half? This is true. I don't recommend wearing shirts for (laughs) pants and pants for shirts. Let's put it that way. I really can't think of anything that works that way. Um, I guess, you know, undies could be a hat, but hats can't be undies. Not without modification. You could do... You wear a belt as a tie. Socks for gloves, gloves for socks. And that, I'm trying, you know, but when you think about, like, this will make your brain hurt when you... Truly try to think about ways to to sort of celebrate this opposite day. And you're right. Kids would absolutely love this. My uh, my oldest would just get a big kick out of saying, being able to say the wrong thing or sort of the opposite thing. Well, in fairness, their brains are a little bit more flexible. I mean, that's why they, they learn so well at that age. And it's so much harder to learn as you age because your brain gets a little bit less flexible every every year. The website or for the national day gives you ways to celebrate today if you want to go down that rabbit hole and there they talk about reading about north pole and south pole so just about the stark opposite so instead of bending your brain to think about switching them just having the conversation of what are sort of those polar opposites and then um obviously too you can you can experiment with opposite flavors like sour and sweet spicy or bland Where would those be terrible to switch? Like, what is normally sweet that shouldn't be sour? Or what's sour that shouldn't be sweet? I mean, it would feel real weird if you had a lemon that you just bit into and it tasted like sugar. Yes. Although they do have candied lemon, yeah. The spicy and bland is easier to wrap your brain around. Yeah. Because, like, what's, what's... by nature, spicy. It would be like biting into a bland I mean, pepper. Everything Cajun or Creole is supposed to have a level of spice to it. So could you imagine having crawfish that had zero flavor? Like if you put, no, like if you just boiled the crawfish and ate it. That would be the saddest crawfish boil on the planet. Wouldn't it? Right. Because spice gives it that little bit of that fun or sort of that, that kind of kick to it. The other way is like thinking about sounds. So this is where like my brain would just burst into flames. Like if you were in a library, you just started screaming. It's a terrible idea. It's a surefire way to get uh, asked to leave said library. If you're at a concert and you whisper the songs, I mean, nobody's going to be mad at you. That would be an interesting experience if everybody was playing along. Well, that's kind of like the... Um, 
oh, what do they call them now? There's that, that official term, but you silent disco. Silent disco. You wear the, the headphones, headphones on. Everybody's dancing to the same music, but nobody can hear the music. But then that's like you give your kids their first set of headphones to sort of keep their tablets or whatever muffled while you're in the car or whatever, and then your kid starts talking really loud because. They don't understand that you can't. <laughs> They're trying to hear themselves talk to you, and you have to do that whole, like, you know, that whole thing. And they take their, huh? <laughs> and you're like, ah. Or when you're talking to a to a baby or something, you're usually very mild and very sweet with it. And then opposite day, you just yell at the baby. Well, <laughs> that, that can happen. That'll get you smacked by a mama bear. That's like um, like laughing at a funeral would be a terrible idea. Although, you know, I guess it depends on the situation. If the appropriate joke about the loved one is made, then a little laughter can be good for the oh, yeah. soul. But I, I mean, it is a celebration of life. And in, unless someone spent their whole life without laughter, it, it makes sense in certain situations. But it does feel disrespectful. Like oh, if yeah. You just started busting. Well, yeah. you know, there's a difference in... Having a chuckle with a group that's that's telling a funny memory versus somebody standing at the casket cackling. <laughs> <That's> not, <laughs> well, sometimes the hair don't look like granny. Like, let's just put it that way. OK, like, you know, if she's been going to the same beauty salon for the last 40 years and then that person can't make it for her final resting and they just pull someone in who doesn't know granny's bouffant style, then there there is. Heaven gives you grace for getting a little cackle if if that if that is necessary. And you think that's disrespectful unless you've been there and you know and you've sort of experienced um, experienced that. But also, don't ever laugh in, the, in an argument if you don't want <laughs> the other one's crying. That's also not good. So opposite day is very limited to where it's just a lot of fun and it doesn't. Well, it's really only limited by our imagination because on the ceasefire text line from the 662, talking about you can't dunk milk in the Oreo, could you not use a medicine dropper to drop the milk on the Oreo cookie before you eat it? I that would be putting milk on the cookie as opposed to the cookie in the milk. That That is true. Well, it's Just going to be a sad crawfish box. season. The crawfish are not producing due to the drought. Yes, it's going to be. Uh, yes. But still, what limited crawfish you can get for the love of all things holy. Don't put too much spice, but please put a little flavor into your into your. And we've got to vote for something that's sweet that would be bad if it were sour. From Patrick in Louisville on the ceasefire text line. Sweet tea would be bad if it was sour. And if you've ever had sweet tea that was just a little past when it should have been drank, it's definitely sour. It's definitely sour, and you're like, bah. So how would we opposite us leaving and tell you to come? I don't want to tell you to leave. See, that feels so wrong. <laughs> I get fired if I tell you to don't stay tuned in. So just come back, okay? <laughs> Stick with us. <laughs> we got more up next. Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome 
That's a good thing. Don't forget, we are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. You can always find us on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station, and you can also stream us from the Supertalk app. But don't forget about our Supertalk Mississippi news team. They are covering your Mississippi stories. If you want to stay up to date, you can sign up for our free weekly newsletter. You can do all of that over at supertalk.fm slash newsletter. Don't forget, to the lifestyle tab there at supertalk.fm gives you all the good headlines of our state. I think we need a few of those. You can read about the $100 million sports complex as it's coming to Gludstadt. That's going to be a good thing for a lot of folks. You can also read about the Mississippi Match 5 ticket winner um, that came out of Macomb. They won 265 thousand dollars off of their ticket this past a week and that just goes to show too if you like to buy into the mississippi roads and bridges fund there are folks out there that are actually winning moolah and, and the, lots of moolah lots of moolah and with the opposite day how terrible would it be if you had a ticket that said winner winner chicken dinner and then you went to turn it in like oh it's opposite day we're just joking I was thinking in the same vein as, like, the bank. Like, yeah. you go to the bank, it's like, I'm here to make a withdrawal. I'm sorry, it's opposite day. You owe us. And it's your balance. Like, hold up. Hold up. See, not, I can't find a time where opposite day actually works in a positive, fla- in positive flavor, in a positive sort of way. And really thinking about... Unless you were overdrawn, then... Well, then, yeah, I guess that would be <laughs> a small chance that this would be your your saving grace day. Banks should absolutely not partake in opposite day, for sure. Oh, you want to make that? Although, I bet they would get a whole lot of publicity and, and new customers if they had some deal where if you're, if you're overdrawn by a certain amount, not like a ridiculous amount, but if you're overdrawn on opposite day, you can come in and square up. Yes, they would. I mean, they would lose... Twenty, fifty, a hundred dollars per customer, but just imagine how many people would hear about that. So, would opposite day make accounting more make more sense to you, Rano? A little bit, because it is backwards. Debits and credits are on the wrong side of everything. Oh my! Again, it's just like bending my it's bending my brain. I was going back to poor. Um, what was it? The Miss Universe contest with Steve Harvey when he read out the. <laughs> it shouldn't be funny. See, you're laughing at it's people's demise. It's a little bit funny. <laughs> it's only funny because we weren't we weren't the girl who, who was whose wrong name was called out. And it would only have been better if it would have been opposite day and he could have twisted like, just kidding. I knew what I was doing. It's opposite day. I'm still in a hole, but you didn't. <laughs> it's not you. It's. Whoever else actually won. But if it's opposite day, though, shouldn't the wrong... Yeah, the runner-up should be the winner. The runner-up should be... Or would be it be full opposite where the person that came, came in, in dead last. last wins? That would be fun, too, as a teacher and terrifying as well. It's like if you're grading on a curve or a scale, the if A's get F's and F's get <laughs> And F's get A's. It should at least work out. So if you're a C, though, does that just do you just stay in the middle? Like, are you yeah, just, just average? Stuck. Man, my head hurts. Sort of thinking about it. I'm glad it's only one day out of the year. It is. It's, it's a little bit fun to ponder. I mean, it's just one of those things that it it makes you stop and not be as serious for just a little bit of time. 
Because it's really difficult to be serious on opposite day. I totally agree with that. And we'd all like opposite when it's cold. We want hot. When it's hot, we want cold. There are times when we do want it. A few weeks ago here on Good Things, we talked about uh, your stories of when you remember being the coldest you had ever been. And I don't think any of us beats this woman who broke the Guinness World Records for time spent just chilling out in ice. How long? No water. Just submerged to the neck. And just full on ice. And as it melts, they just add more ice to your, you can't really even call it an ice bath. It's more of like ice bucket. How long could you think you could handle just ice all over your body? I don't know if she's naked or not. You can't see that far. You see below her neck. I'm going to guess, like, is this how long I could do it or how long she did it? I don't know. Which It's opposite day. Pick one. (laughs) I'm going to guess she did it for 48 hours. Oh, wow. You really gave it to her. Um, three hours and six minutes. Well, I was just guessing because was it David Blaine? Was that the magician dude that was in a block of ice for like a week out in public? And Maybe so. But this, she's a Polish woman, so it gets cold out there oh, anyway. Yeah. She spent three hours, six minutes, and 45 seconds standing in a box filled up to her neck with ice to set the Guinness World Record. She is 48 years old and nuts, and she officially set the world record for the longest duration of full body contact with ice for a female. The male version's three hours, 11 minutes, and 27 seconds. Man, she couldn't have held on five more minutes and beat the man. <laughs> well, Mythbusters posited the, hypo- or posited the theory that women are actually more tolerant of pain from cold than men are. That is not an opposite day thing. That is that is factual. All right, stick with us. we got more for you coming up next. you got the boys with Sports Talk from 3 to 6. Rhino and I will meet you back here tomorrow at 2. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. Talk Mississippi Media Production.